Hello, welcome back to Felicity Was Here. I'm Heather. I'm Melissa. And I'm Dr. Joe. And today we are discussing Felicity Season 1, Episode 14, Todd Mulcahy, Part 2. We're going to wrap up Todd Mulcahy. Hey, ladies, how's it going? Good. Are you happy we're wrapping up the Todd Mulcahy? I am. I'm ready to move on. Aw. <laughs> this one he wasn't as bad, I don't think. Well, yeah, for... he's barely in it, so. Yeah, he's not in it very much. Sheesh. And there are new characters that I enjoy, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, last week, we met Todd Mulcahy, a boy from Felicity's past who showed up in New York City determined to kiss her. And despite her best efforts to get him to leave, Todd didn't and instead got hit by a bus. Meanwhile, Julie took an internship at her birth mother's architecture firm without revealing her true identity first. And Ben is also now supporting himself financially, and Elena broke things off with Blair. So before we pick up with Todd and his getting hit by a bus, Dr. Joe, I know you went down a little bit of a Todd Mulcahy rabbit hole this week. What did you find out about the actor? Okay. Some extracurriculars of his include skateboarding, professional skateboarding, Scientology, being married to Juliette Lewis for about four years, 1999 to 2003. That was a huge surprise. And um, he's done some writing and directing. So, yeah, he's uh, an interesting character. Oh which goodness. is which is funny. Joe pointed out, we were in a little text thread about it. She pointed out that that's how Ben and Todd Mulcahy met was like skateboarding at the park and he didn't know Todd's last oh, name. Oh, yeah. So it's funny that they like worked that into the storyline, too, even though they don't skateboard in the episode at all. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, that was a cool trivia. Apparently the actor like founded some big company for skateboarders and now, I don't know, people don't like him in the skateboarding community for some reason. But then, yeah, he's also a Scientologist. So, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Controversy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hope I don't offend any Scientologists listening to the pod, but I, I doubt any are. <laughs> You're just reporting what happened in the skateboarding community. They just can't deal with it. We're never going to get him on our podcast now. No. He's a Scientologist. Sorry. Yeah. No. Darn it. I'm not going to time my, what All is right. it, Hitch, Hitchman? So so that Heather could just be like, your character is shit the entire time. I hate the episodes you're in. He, I mean, he played it really well. So yeah, and then the actor married Juliette Lewis. That's quite a pull for him. She's pretty cool. I wonder how they met. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't look at um, how that even happened. I mean, if he was like a skater guy, she was kind of, you know, punk rock alternative maybe too. She wasn't like super mainstream, so maybe that's how, but... Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm, cool. Do you mm-hmm. do you both watch Yellow Jackets or have you watched Yellow Jackets? I have. I haven't. I want to. She's really good in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I haven't seen her in a while and I was like, oh, my gosh, look who it is. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> so that's a little bit more background on the actor who plays Todd Mulcahy, but this is his last episode. And where we left off last week was him getting hit by the bus. So this episode, we pick right back up where we left off. And Todd is being rushed into the hospital. He's strapped to a stretcher. He's bleeding. Felicity's by his side, though. And he tells Felicity to take out this blood-stained letter that is in his jeans pocket. And he says that it's a letter that she wrote to him when he was 12. And so she opens it up as he is rushed into the, I'm assuming, the uh, operating room. And just thinking of, like, the 90s, I thought this would be a really good crossover episode like they if they rush him to Meredith mm. Grey you know for like Grey's Anatomy I know that show wasn't around back then but uh 
I see this as like a really good crossover opportunity for some sort of mm. medical drama. That what is it? Maybe ER was on back then. ER. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chicago though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch ER. I missed that. Oh, it was so good. And it could have been cool because Scott Speedman stars on Grey's Anatomy later, so that could have been like extra crossovery. He he was on Grey's Anatomy at some point. He's on now. He in He's the on current, right now. The last couple seasons. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or at least he was on the most recent seasons. Oh, I haven't watched Grey's in a long time, but maybe I'll pick it back up if he's in it. Well, That's why I did, because I had a little gap and <laughs> started watching it again because he was on it. I missed it. Who from ER was on Grey's uh, Anatomy? Scott Speedman from Felicity is on Grey's. Oh, he was? Yeah, or is? is, I guess. I like a current character? I think he was a love interest of Meredith. Yeah. What? I feel like oh, on God. Instagram, a lot of the Scott Speedman fan accounts that also happen to follow our, our Instagram account, mm -hmm. they post a lot of images of him and Meredith. Yeah. Interesting. Don't like that at all. No? Oh. no. Can't stand that show anymore. Oh. It's been on way too well, long. Well, yeah, now for sure. No. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. So this is what Felicity wrote to Todd when she was 12 as she tells Sally in her tape and definitely getting Ben yearbook vibes in this scene because she's like, dear Todd. And, you know, this is what I wrote to Todd back then. So I thought that was a cute callback because she's kind of his Ben and <laughs> he is her Felicity. So, yeah, that was a, a cute little callback. But basically, Felicity at the age of 12 said that she was happy that she met Todd because he asks her smart questions. And she tells him that she could be an artist, but her dad would probably never talk to her again. She'll have to make a decision when she grows up if she's going to be an artist or a doctor. And we see her pulling out paintbrushes and an art portfolio with some of her previous work and sketches. So this this letter, reading it, has brought back memories of art and kind of brought her passion for art back to the surface again. So then she also tells Todd that she can go to McDonald's after class with him if he wants to. And I thought that was funny because when, yeah, when we were kids, I feel like going to McDonald's after school was like a huge deal. That was I don't a know. Date. If, Absolutely. It was a whole date. Yes. And if it was a play, play place, if it was a McDonald's play place, that was like really swanky. I feel like Taco Bell was the cool place, but McDonald's was good too. One time when I was in middle school, I did find myself in the little play thing and I came down the slide and the guy I had a crush on was on the other side of the slide, like waiting for me when I came out, when I popped out and I was so embarrassed because he was a year older than me too. And I was like, shit, that was, I was, I was mortified. Oh yeah. I have experience uh, meeting up with people at McDonald's. Wow. That was silly stuff. I do miss Taco Bell though. I unfortunately am gluten free and that's like the only fast that I do miss is Taco Bell. Aww. Oh, so sorry. Can okay. you get like bowls? Because they've it. got bowls, like burrito bowls. They do? Can you do that? They have they have power bowls or something. Yeah, they do. Check it out. I will have to. So yeah, we see Felicity kind of revisiting her love for art now because of this letter that she wrote to Todd back when she was 12. Yet, the McGrath seminar is still coming up. So we see Felicity and Elena checking the sign that's posted outside in the hallway of the class, looking for their names. And sure enough, both Felicity and Elena got to the next stage of the McGrath seminar applications. And Elena is so pumped. She's hyping them up. She's like, yeah, we are capable, smart women. She is psyched. And Felicity's like, well, slow your roll. Like, we still have to do the interview process. But Elena is just super confident. She's like, no, we're going to get this. We're super smart and awesome. 
So Elena's definitely being Felicity's hype woman in that moment. I love how excited Elena is because she's just coming off of a breakup. So I think this is a really nice win for her. To, she's not knocked down by that whole breakup thing. She's just ready to start this next chapter in her life. She's going to keep going, keep kicking ass. Yeah, it's probably good for her to have an outlet after the Blair stuff. So then back in Felicity's room, Noel knocks on her door and she's watching a movie and already crying (laughs) over this movie. And he comes in. There's tons of junk food lined up on the wall from Todd's Felicity time capsule that he sent to her. And she asked Noel if he's ever seen Dead Poets Society. It is such a good movie. And she's sobbing over this movie. And Noel says, wait, you're eating his cookies? And Felicity's like, read this. And so she gives him the letter now. And she starts to blame herself for Todd getting hit by the bus. She's like, oh, I thought he was annoying and all that. And like, it's because of me trying to, you know, shoo him out of here to go back home that he like, she's the reason that he got hit by the bus, which obviously is not true. Like he walked backwards into the street, but she's putting this on herself now. Then Felicity shows Noel some of her art. Again, she's like, look at these, look at the sketches. And she tells him that she did it and she and that, you know, she didn't want to follow in her dad's footsteps. And that's kind of why she came to New York. But she realized that now she's right back doing that very same thing. She's trying to become a doctor. And she says that this strange guy just shows up and criticizes her life. But now she's starting to think that maybe he's right. What do you what do you guys think? Is Todd right? Maybe Todd would have led with this letter. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking, too. Okay. I want to back up. You know what? Noel, it's kind of messed up that Noel, he walks into the room, sees her crying, and he doesn't remark on that, but he makes a comment about the cookies she's eating. I think that stinks. That's all. I was going to say, he should have led with the letter instead of just bouncing around being like, kiss me, kiss me. Maybe he could have, like, reminded her of their connection or, like, her thoughts before he was a creep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that it's all about him and this kiss, but then he's trying to play it off like, no, it's really because I'm worried about you and that you're not following your dreams and, you know, your art passions and all of that. Because also he saw her at a safe way. Like, how does he know that she's not still pursuing art in her spare time or what classes she's taking? You know, like, yeah, I don't know how he knows. Like, he thinks he knows her life and he saw her in a safe way picking up a turkey. Yeah. So. They talked for like a minute. Yeah. So that's what, why I'm like, why is why is he so convinced that she's not following her passions? But was he wrong? Maybe he didn't have a lot of time to assess, but he woke something up. She's she's questioning it. If she was so solid, she wouldn't even be questioning it. She'd be like, this guy is a whack job. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm super happy, super focused. I love all of this. But she's questioning things, so... I don't think he was wrong, even if he only saw her in a safe way for a few minutes. Yeah, I don't think he's wrong. It's just kind of like a coincidence that he's wrong. (laughs) I don't know. It's like he he happens to not be wrong, but he doesn't know that. And also, like, he didn't have to go to New York to get a kiss if he was actually worried about her. Like, he could have just sent an email or a letter, whatever it was back in those days, and say, like, hey, you should really try and pursue art more. But, like, he's made it about himself now, too, of trying to get this kiss, like, If it was really about what she wanted to do in her life, I feel like there are other ways to go about doing that. Why can't it be both? He has to figure it out for himself and he's concerned about her future. Can, yeah. I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think it was a two for one deal on that quest. Mm -hmm. So then Felicity heads to her interview with Dr. McGrath. And she's not in the best headspace to do this interview right now. 
So his only question to her is, why should she be considered for the seminar? And she looks like she's on the verge of tears already. She says, well, my grades are really good. (laughs) Okay. And then she kind of pauses and is thinking. And then she tells him that she's thinking about being an artist. Well, uh, (laughs) probably not what you want to tell this scary professor who is only going to let 10 people into this class. So she continues to tell him that there was a time she genuinely wanted to be a doctor, but she can't remember why. So then Dr. McGrath is like, cool, thanks for coming in. Bye. (laughs) Peace out. Yeah. So not not the smartest move on Felicity's part. I mean, she was confused, but yeah, she probably wasn't in the right headspace for that interview at that moment. Yeah. No. Which is unfortunate. She took that test. I mean, she was good enough to get to get through the next round. So that is unfortunate. Also, what is this seminar where there's only 10 people allowed and she's a fresh freshman getting into this? Like... Yeah. That doesn't seem accurate. Whatever. It's a very exclusive university, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) So then we go to Dean and DeLuca, where Ben is working. And Javier comes up to him. (laughs) Javier comes up to him and asks him to be like, just be honest, but just, you know, (laughs) he wants to know if he looks fat. That's what Javier asks everyone. And Javier does a little twirl. And Ben's kind of hemming and hawing. But then he's like, I mean, you're like a little bit. And he's like, but not fat. Like, that's not what I meant. You're like, you could just afford to lose a few pounds. And instead of being upset, Javier is like, oh, thank you, and gives him a great big hug, says, thank you for being honest. Like, being brutally honest in his family is, like, you know, the best thing to do. So then Ben tells him that he used to be on the track team and knows a lot of good diets. And Javier ponders that thought, (laughs) pictures it in his mind, and says, he must really look good in running shorts. <laughs> and he does. He oh, does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I love his relationship with Javier. It's just so cute. And it's it. just blossoming right now. It's, yeah, yeah, early stages. And then Javier's like, oh, and I love you, but you have to put the hat on. You have to wear the hat. <laughs> and meanwhile, Julie shows up then at work, and she tells Ben that she mailed the tape to Carol. So we know Julie did like a Dear Sally type tape to Carol to introduce herself. And now she's finally mailed it. And Julie tells Ben that as soon as she put it in the mailbox, she tried to get it back from a bunch of different male people. And this reminds me of when Felicity sent Ben her application essay and was like doing everything in her power to get it back and went to the mailroom and was trying to like bribe the the mailroom guy to to give her the essay back. So that's what this reminds me of. But now Julie's freaking out because Carol's going to listen to the tape and know that Julie's her daughter. And Julie's like, I mean, I know that's ultimately what I wanted, but now she's scared. So then she says to Ben, just tell me it's going to be okay." And Ben said, it is. It's going to be okay." And they kiss. And and yeah, that's cute. But I thought it was an interesting comparison with Javier because Javier was like, you need to tell me the brutal, honest truth. And Ben did. And then Julie was like. She just wants to hear what she wants to hear. And he did that for her, too. So I thought that was I don't know if that's good or bad, but like I just thought it was really interesting showing that they like just the complete opposite reaction. Javier's yeah. like, give it to me straight. And Julie's like, just tell me it's going to be OK. <laughs> like they both needed different things yeah. in that moment. And I think Ben was from the previous couple episodes, like he had tried to like talk some sense into Julie and it didn't really work out. And she was like offended by it. So he's probably just, you know, playing it as cool as he can. Heather, that was a great observation because I totally didn't catch that. And that's usually the exact kind of thing that I would notice. So good job. Maybe I'm learning from you. (laughs) Yes, you're doing great. Thank you. 
So then Elena is debriefing with Felicity in her room on her McGrath interview. And Elena wants to know exactly what Felicity said to McGrath. And Felicity tells her about the art thing. (laughs) And Elena, again, is very blunt, is like, are you dumb? Like, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. And Felicity is just really preoccupied. And she's like, oh, I got to go. She's like, I got to go to the hospital. I got to go see Todd. Then we see all of Todd Mulcahy's new friends are with Felicity in the hospital. And that's Elena, Ben, Noel, Julie, and Felicity. So they're all looking in on his room where he's sitting. So he might be moved soon. Julie says that she hates hospitals. She's like, you want to know why? And Noel's like, besides all the obvious reasons. And she says, no, it's because of the smell. And they all take a big whiff at the same time. So this is like the maybe the teeny tiny comic relief of this episode. And so they all take a big whiff. And Julia's like, oh, that I hate that smell. It makes me sick. And Elena shares that she's like, I should probably hate hospitals because when her mom was sick, she was in and out of hospitals all the time. And Elena says that she actually likes them. She kind of feels at home. And this shows us that this is probably the reason why she wants to be a doctor is because her mom was mm-hmm. sick. And then Noel I chimes this in. This the first time that we knew about it or it wasn't mentioned before. I think I'd asked this before, like what happened to her mom? I remember we asked it and then in a very recent episode, she mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, did she? Okay. Okay. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I thought it was interesting too that Felicity didn't kind of get that woken up for her, that little doctor urge spark. When she saw Todd Mulcahy being uh, wheeled in on the stretcher and like looking all busted up and people working on him to save him, I was surprised that that kind of didn't waken that um, that goal again. I guess that comes later. Yeah, in the episode. Yeah, say. but I was surprised it didn't happen Once, then because like, that was like a really fixed. intense moment. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, I guess we had to take a while to yeah, earn that. To win, but... win Elena. Oh. It she was mentioned Tara. it when she, her friend, when she, yeah. she was fighting with Felicity. Yeah, oh, she was like oh, with me when my mom was sick because Tara was. That's, that's right. Yep. Okay. So yeah, her mom is probably the reason why she wants to be a doctor. And then Noel chimes in and says that he was in the hospital for a week as a kid. He was in a tree and his brother came out and like said it was time for dinner or something and then threw a baseball at his face and broke his nose, which then made him fall out of the tree and break other stuff. And that his parents and everyone thought that he had internal bleeding. And then Ben starts laughing (laughs) at his story, (laughs) which makes everyone laugh. And I'm a little sad at that because that was must have been traumatic for Noel. But Ben's like, oh, sorry, just that image of you getting hit in the face and falling. It's got to be funny. Like, you got to admit it's funny. And I was like, well, at the time it wasn't. It was pretty traumatic. So don't love that he laughed there. But, you know, whatever. I didn't love that either. I was thinking about the time that they got robbed at gunpoint and then Noel chipped in. Some homeless guy pushed me and I fell on top of my birthday cake. <laughs> you know, breaking your arm and your nose and comp- it's like, that's not the same thing as what just happened with Todd. Like, it's just a weird contribution to that exchange. And it reminded me of that very weak contribution to the other exchange. I feel like they always do that. Like what you mentioned. And then the time where he almost kissed his mom or whatever. Remember that story too? Oh my God, you're right. Yes. They make him very awkward and they don't need to because, I mean, he could just, I don't know. It's just very like read the room. And that's why I was kind of annoyed when he saw Felicity crying, even though it was at a movie. 
Because I cry. I get very emotional and very passionate when I'm watching TV and movies. I cry all the time. And my husband doesn't just like start talking about what I'm eating. He's like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Like, should I get you anything? It's not way off topic, but no, do better, man. That's all. Okay. He just doesn't read the room well sometimes. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he needs to read the room better. He doesn't have the best self-awareness. That is true. But yeah. uh, speaking of self-awareness, Sean randomly walks by and shows up. And he's like, hey, guys, what are you all doing here? And they're like, well, what are you doing here? And he was there refilling his disposable camera vending machines in the maternity ward because, of course, he is. I think that's actually a good idea. It, it kind of is, actually. Back then, at least. That's yeah. the one thing. At the time. Yeah. 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 Out of all the quirky ideas he's had and I was kind of like dumping on him last time, I thought, wow, that's really solid. That's actually really, really smart. Better than lactose. So there's some source of income, I guess. <laughs> Many things are better than that. Well, if he was if he was there refilling them, then yeah. it must have been have going well. That means they were being used. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, I guess, one of his sources of income that we we're so curious about. There you go. That's how he can afford the giant loft. Um, so that's how he pays the mortgage. Cameras. <laughs> I mean, you think about it at the airport these days, they have like benefit cosmetics vending machines mm -hmm. and like they have not just food these days they've got other vending machines too now we all have cameras on our phones that we have by our sides 24 7 but back then that was probably a really good idea actually so yeah yeah uh so they tell him that they know someone in that room that they're all staring at and that it's Todd and it's the guy that made the chicken <laughs> and he's the one that got hit by the bus and then Sean takes a photo with his disposable camera and they're like, what are you doing? And he says, hey, well, when he makes a big recovery, like, you're going to want that photo, right? And I was like, well, unless things don't turn out well, then it's going to be really morbid. So, um, yeah, very, very brief comic relief in this scene here. But, yeah, not many times we get to see the whole gang together. So I always like scenes when they're all mm -hmm. in the mix. But then back in the dorm, Noel is coming back in and he's in the lounge area and notices that there's a bunch of women sitting in the lounge and they all have like really long uh what are those gloves called they're like super in style again now it's like you know like ball ballroom ball, ballroom yeah maybe or something yeah. they've all know. got those like really long ballroom cinderella gloves yes there you yeah, go cinderella gloves on which which is weird because a regular like a regular college student isn't walking around with fancy elegant gloves on, and so he asks like, "Can I help you, ladies?" And they're all waiting for a meeting with Richard. And it, it must be Richard. It has to be Richard, right? Mm -hmm. So Noel goes over to Richard's room and knocks on the door, but he's in a meeting. He can't talk right now. He's in a meeting with potential clients. And Noel's trying to figure out what's going on. And Richard says that their hands are part of their livelihood. Apparently, Richard is now a hand model agent. Noel tells him that he can't run a business from his dorm room. It's against the policies of the college. And yet again, Richard says, well, I know you're fraternizing with an advisee, so I can do whatever I want. So all of these things that Richard's doing, they're really stacking up now and getting to Noel because he, yeah, can't do anything about all of this. Very interesting. I'm surprised uh, Richard didn't hook up with Sean on that. It, you know, I know maybe they haven't met yet, but they both have that entrepreneurial spirit. And that actually would have been a good idea for the two of them to work together on. Maybe, maybe Richard just wants all the profits, though. I guess, but he could have operated out of the out of the loft or just the women. I don't even I don't even know if he's gonna like actually. 
I don't even know if he's going to actually do work or if he's just trying to meet women. <laughs> he seemed kind of serious this time. This time. Not other times. True. So then we see Felicity visits an art studio at the school. And gorgeously lit, beautiful windows, light coming in, but also moody. Melissa, is this what art studios look like in college? No. Oh. Not at all. Damn it. They were just like sterile, fluorescent lighting. No pretty like uh, sun, sun shining it. <laughs> gold, it wasn't golden hour 24-7? No. No. Okay. Just yeah, bummer. Not at all. I wish it was. Big melting pot. <laughs> Some people have like art installations they're working on. Some are painting. Yeah. It was, yeah. No. I wanted to be an artist. I mean, maybe for a smaller school like that, but like my school was very like separated. There was a painting studio. There was a clay studio. Like nobody mixed with each other like that. Segregated. <laughs> so Felicity's walking around the studio. She's looking at the art and the artists. And there's one very attractive guy in particular with a statement necklace. You may recognize him, played by Simon Rex, who I think is having a little bit of a renaissance in recent years. Uh, There was some indie movie that he was in, I think, last year that he was actually getting nominated for a bunch of awards. Um, I should have looked it up beforehand. But yeah, he was also in quite a few sitcoms, I feel like, over the years. So many of you might recognize him but mm-hmm. he's kind of working on his art and she starts watching from afar and then they start to chit chat because he notices her and she asks him if it's for a class and it is and he's like oh are you a freshman and she says oh is it that obvious he's like yeah you got that wide-eyed thing going on and she asks him like you know is this studio good and Yeah, he says the studio's great, that a couple of years ago he had the same look on his face. Um, So then she asks him if there are any openings in some of these art classes. But unfortunately, the the art student guy says that they are filled to the end of the year, but that she should apply for next semester. And so she's like, oh, well, that seems just so far away. But she says his painting looks really nice. And as she goes to leave, He kind of runs after her and tells her that the studio is open basically anytime and she can hang out and use the materials and he won't say anything. So very nice of him. We don't know his name yet, but I'm excited him on the screen because he is very adorable. He is with his statement necklace. I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh, yeah. It always catches my eye. Every time I rewatch this show, I'm like, oh, there's his necklace. (laughs) He's already... Already people wear necklaces like that. Mm -hmm. He just needs a scarf, too. Then that would be (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Meanwhile, Noel is looking for Felicity. He drops by her room just as Megan is trying to get into their room. She's struggling with the lock. She tells him the lock is broken, Mr. R.A. Uh, But yeah, he's looking for Felicity. She cannot wait for him to stop asking her that question because she's got better things to do. And then Megan asks if Todd died yet. She's like, oh, I don't mean I want him to. I'm just asking if he if he did die. Uh, but Noel says, no, it looks like he's going to have a, you know, make a full recovery. So Noel says, hey, if you see Felicity, like, tell her we have a date tonight. And Megan's like, oh, she blew you off. That's a bad sign. So there might be a little bit of trouble in paradise from what we can see here. Then we are outside on the streets of New York and Carol and Julie are walking together and Carol tells her that she told her husband about Julie, just that there's this new girl in the office that really reminds her of herself and talking about how Julie plays guitar and then 
how Carol used to play guitar. So they brought up her old guitar from the basement. She was playing all night. Um, so then she's getting a cab. And as she's getting into the cab, Carol drops her mail. And of course, Julie sees the envelope that includes the tape. So again, I'm getting flashbacks to Felicity and Ben and the the essay about him when he drops his mail and they're like doing the tug oh, over yeah. it. Um, it's <laughs> just a little bit of a different situation, though. Mm. So she, uh, Carol, offers Julie a ride, but Julie's like, nope, never mind. Like, I'll walk because now she's freaking out because Carol for sure has the tape. I can't even imagine what is going through Julie's mind right now. I mean, she's really set up this situation in a not great way. I think that was very brave of her, even though it was a little bit um, maybe foolish or impulsive or something not well thought out. I think it was at least very brave of her. And she's just trying to get to the truth and get to know her biological mother. So I admire that at much, at least even if it. Yeah, I think it's more just the the omission. Yeah. 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 I think it's more just the, the omission of who she really is. That's the unfortunate part. But. Yeah, I That's mean, it's gonna be really scary though to just be like, "Hi." Mm-hmm. So she did what she could. So it was too scary to just lead with that. But she is at least trying to follow up and say, "Like, okay, like I'm gonna do this for real this time. I'm gonna let her know." It's gotta be hard. Yeah. Then Felicity takes the hot art students' offer, and she's back in the studio now, and she's sketching very furiously. Hot art student is in the background, kind of observing her, watching her get into her groove. Page after page, she's painting, she's sketching, she's got charcoal all over her face. She's just like really into it. And Melissa, is that is that also how like art life is in college? Like you just you've got paint all over your face and falling asleep on the is it an easel? I don't know what work workbench, work desk. I don't know yeah. what to call it, but I don't think charcoal all over your face like that is normal. You just like a couple fingerprints here and there, but she literally looked like she just like touched her entire head with her hands yeah no and then night turns into day in the studio we see that felicity has yeah fallen asleep fallen asleep on her artwork and taraji p henson returns she comes into the studio (laughs) and she's an ra but i guess she's an artist and so she sees felicity there kind of you know startles her awake because she comes into the studio and she's like man i know what that feels like do you have a bad night And she kind of walks away, but instead of a bad night, Felicity just kind of smiles. So we can tell she didn't have a bad night. It was actually a really great night for her. Um, She's kind of excited about doing all of the art again. Then back in her room, she's returning from the studio and Noel's there. He's like, hey, did you get any of my messages? Um, But Felicity is running around because Todd is apparently stabilizing now. So she's rushing over to get to the hospital. And she shows Noel all the art that she drew that night. And then she's also leaving with a huge big bag full of stuff for Todd. And Noel's like, wait a minute, like, I think we've switched places now. Like, now I'm the one leaving you a ton of messages and you're running off to be with Todd. And, you know, he's like, look, you're being really distant. If you're going through something, like, just loop him in. And Felicity gets pretty upset and says that not everything can be solved by her running to him all wide eyed and asking him for advice. And I actually really do like this for Felicity, like her coming to that realization that like sometimes you just have to deal with things on your own and you can't always run to someone and ask for advice. Um, Like there are some things that Noel won't be able to help you with. But I also think her delivery kind of sucked because she also did like stand him up. She was gone all night, didn't say, like, where she was going to be. 
So I I would be worried if that were my partner that like didn't meet me somewhere yeah. and then was out all night and didn't return a message. Um, so I, I didn't take it as like him wanting to solve her problems. It was just like you disappeared and I was worried about you. Um, but I do yeah. like that she's re- like realizing that herself, like and she's becoming more independent and wanting to like figure things out on her own. I think it's one thing to constantly ask your partner for advice about problematic situations and then another to just communicate with them about how you're feeling and what's going on in your head. She could have done that with him. Yeah. But. Okay, hold on. She did do it. As soon as he walked in the room, she was trying to tell him about it. There was one time she didn't, she missed a date one time. And I think it's a far stretch to say you're being distant. Mm-hmm. She wasn't being distant. She was trying to open up about her renewed mm-hmm. love of art. So to say distant, I think that's a stretch. I think that was weird. I think both of them, just to be clear, both of them fumbled in this scene and in the situation. Yes, she should have communicated better. Mm-hmm. And um, But both of them were very self-absorbed, self-focused. He was just concerned about, I got blown off. Mm-hmm. She was just concerned about, I'm into my art. And neither one of them could see the other. So I think both of them fumbled. But I think Noel was... a. He was, out of the two of them, a little bit more over the top than she was because he's like, oh, you're being distant. If something's going on, you need to tell me. It's not like she's been moody for weeks and weeks and just, like, blowing him off. It's like it was one day. It was one date. That's not a cool thing to do, but don't don't make yeah. it bigger than it is. Yeah, I just well, think I it's, like, thought it was kind of... a simple phone call. Be like, hey, I'm actually at the art studio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it tonight. Like, she was literally yeah. out all night and gone. Um, that's so different. That's not calling somebody like... is different than being distant. That's... That's not the same thing. That's I didn't call. I blew you off. That's not I'm being distant. That's that's too much. That's too much. That's a major overreaction, I think. I think like, yeah, like you should have called. I wish you called. I don't think he even said that. He just made it about like she's pulling away from him and that's not what was happening. She was going towards herself, not away from him. I think they both sucked, like you said, but um, that's what I said. Yeah, I, I mean, also truly. think that it was kind of. It was kind of selfish of her. She's like on this like, oh, maybe I should be an artist. All meanwhile, like Todd is like possibly dying in the hospital. And she's like, I'm going to go sketch some flowers in the art studio. Like what? This was before she knew he was stabilized or whatever. So it's like, I I mean, that just seemed kind of selfish to me. They might not be allowed to have visitors when they're like in super critical condition though. I don't know. Because like, what is she going to do? Just stare outside his window like like a goon all night? She's honoring his uh his message and his quest I know, but by going she to was like art. putting yeah sure sure but and the way I he just wakes feel up, like she can be like look um, at my art I don't know yeah I don't, know. I don't think I personally would have been able to like create what I knew like someone close somewhat close to me or used to be close to me was possibly dying but yeah, that's I think she could have taken a sketch pad and sat in the lobby at the hospital. You're right. Yeah, that's true. But I think he might be a little bit happy that 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 spark came back and she was doing that. Maybe he'd be happy for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 an odd choice. Good. Good point. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, uh, Richard overhears their little tiff. And now Richard's pissed that they might be breaking up because it'll ruin his life now. So before he was all pissed that they were dating and now Richard's like, oh no, but I'm getting all this great stuff out of it. Now you can't break up. Now you need to continue to fraternize with your advisee. So uh, yeah, Richard's gonna Richard. Then back at the hospital, Todd is awake and Felicity's by his side and he tells her that he fractured his liver, which yeah, didn't know that that was possible. 
But Felicity brought him goldfish and whoppers and comic books, which apparently are all things that he loves, even though to me it doesn't look like he's going to do much candy eating or comic book reading anytime soon. Because he's like got casts all over the place. He's got things strung up. I don't know. Yeah, it, it looks not great. But he says, thank you. It's awesome. And now Felicity says that him, that Todd coming here means so much to her that she's thinking about all these things that she hasn't thought about in a long time. And Todd says, look, I just got hit by a bus over you. Can I ask one favor? And what's the favor? He wants the kiss. And so he says that they will, well, they'll know immediately if there's something there, if there's still a spark or not. And so then Felicity leans in and kisses him. And I just really dislike all of this. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, I don't know. I support um, this, but I'll tell you why in a little bit. Of course you do. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't support it like in real life, like 100%. No, no, Alex, I'll explain later. Just, just let's keep going. Okay. I don't love that they show. I mean, we know Felicity does change her mind is always conflicted internally like that's her that's her thing but now all of a sudden she's like oh i'm so grateful you're here when it's like literally just before he got hit by the bus she was trying to rush him out and she was storming out of the restaurant so now i'm like whoa things have just completely changed Mm -hmm. even though he was already saying the same things before he gave her the letter so i yeah i'm like what really just reading the letter that changed so much for her i don't know i just thought that was kind of a leap and then also him him holding getting hit by a bus over her well i think watching somebody almost die right in front of your eyes might kind of make you take inventory of your own life and if you're really following the path that you should be following like you know it kind of makes you look at your own mortality if you see somebody that close to death i think so i don't think it's very strange that she would say that after the bus and after the letter because it was such a big event to witness and yeah i think that's it's because it was like traumatic and i mean she doesn't seem too traumatized uh, i think yeah. she should have been more traumatized by the way but I, and maybe it was like a wake-up right. call so for i'm her. saying she went and drew flowers i talked to people that come to therapy not because they've been in a traumatic situation firsthand but just witnessing it that can produce a post-traumatic stress response in and of itself. Like, you don't have to even be the one who got hurt. Just seeing somebody get hurt very badly can lead to some major trauma and nightmares and flashbacks and all this stuff. And yeah, so this was wildly unrealistic for somebody to see that happen to somebody that they knew and cared about at one point and then just kind of go on about their day like, I'm just going to rediscover my love for her. Yeah, that's a good point. She absolutely should have been more traumatized. And in fact, she should have been more traumatized still about being robbed at gunpoint. Like other shows have tackled some of this, like um, in Beverly Hills 90210, Brenda was robbed at gunpoint. She did have nightmares and she did have flashbacks and she went to therapy and she worked through it. So that was a much better kind of representation of what that would look like in real life than what they did. Obviously, I like the show a lot. They did a lot of cool things and it was very relatable in a lot of ways, but that was definitely not realistic. Also, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if anyone watches, Dorit got, like, home invasion with her kids in the house, guns and everything. And, yeah, another season later, she still has PTSD, too. And, yeah, it's reality TV. But, anyway. So, yeah, after kissing him, 
Todd's heart rate monitor goes off and he's now flatlining. So the doctors come in with the crash cart. They're doing CPR. They get out those paddles and nothing's working. And so the doctor says he must be bleeding out and then they need to get him to the OR. So they rush him out. Felicity is just shocked and stunned when a blonde woman approaches with flowers and asks if this room is Todd Mulcahy's. And so Felicity asks her who she is. She's Todd's fiance. And then she says, oh, you must be Felicity. And I remember, mm. again, shocked at this yeah. when it first came out. Todd, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. But Joe, Joe's all right with it, so. Oh, calm down, you. I'm not all right with it. First of all, I <laughs> like Jenny Lawson, the the um, actress who plays. Yes. Mm, and, yeah. Um, she was in Psych. I loved her in Psych. I love that show, so. Yes, shout out to Maggie Lawson. Okay, but so also, he's engaged. Are, are Todd and Felicity the same age? Because they're like eight nope. years old. So I was like, no, he, he was supposed to be a couple years he older. Was 12. I believe. Oh, okay. She was twelve and he was fourteen. So he's max, yeah. like, very, very, very maximum, maybe twenty-one. But I think he's probably twenty, and he's engaged already. Um, I would be kind of double young. checking myself too if I was about to get married and I had this little question mark about something that happened a while ago and I'm 20, I think it is actually wise to make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be before you say I do and you're like a whole married. Don't propose if you've got a question. Yeah. Well, that too, that too, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the question came because he saw her in Safeway and that kind of like, oh, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Now I remember. Maybe that's why he when he proposed, everything was cool. But I, in my personal life, I don't know if you know any people, but I know people who have been divorced like in their early 30s or late 20s already. You know, like they got married really, really young and then they end up getting divorced and and I have to start from scratch like when they're barely in their 30s. And that sucks. Like divorce is no joke. That's not a fun time. So I think it's actually a little bit okay for the purposes of let me just make sure this is right for me before I get married so I don't end up getting divorced later because I just got married really, really young and I wasn't thinking about anything. At least he was trying to think it through. I don't think it's great, you know, in real life stuff, but for the purposes of the show and being like a 20-year-old about to get married, like, yeah, check things, double check that before you go down the aisle, buddy. That's the only reason I would be a yeah, little bit okay with Just go find all the people, find yeah. everyone you had a crush on and see if they want to kiss you to see if they could be the one. So yeah, like a scavenger. It's a journey hunt. everyone yeah. must take when they're a journey, like a hobbit and journey, run, and and run off together. Yeah. He kept saying that. Just he kept saying like, oh, if there's a spark, we'll run off together. Uh, oof. Mm-hmm. So then yep. you know, uh, Bacadina. It does happen. All these things do happen. Bacadina and Deluca. Ben is struggling with the espresso machine. Javier tells him that he doesn't respect the machine and he's not going to get good quality mochas because. He needs to turn the knob the way that you want to be turned if you were a knob. <laughs> so Javier shows him, makes the perfect mocha. Apparently Javier doesn't drink coffee, but he makes the perfect mocha. So he helps Ben and then again tells him to put the hat on. And then Noel shows up and asks Ben what Felicity was like in high school because he thinks that she's going through some mid-freshman year crisis and he's just trying to understand like, what was she like back then and get into the same headspace that maybe she is in with Todd. Ben's like, hey, you want a cup of coffee on the house? Because he can relate. And so they start commiserating over their women. He says that Julie's kind of going through all that stuff with her mom. And so 
I guess the night before, Julie was telling Ben about seeing the tape, the envelope with the tape in it. And Ben asked what happened next. And Julie responds, nothing. <laughs> and he apparently didn't like the way she said it. It's like, yeah, just like that, like nothing. And so they're, yeah, they're commiserating. And then Ben says that the women are acting crazy, which again, I don't love. Like, Julie's going through something really, really nuts. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't love that positioning. But then Noel's like, yeah, they are acting crazy. And then tells Ben that he makes an excellent mocha. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Noel went to his quasi-nemesis for um, details, the the scoop on Felicity when she was in high school. And I think, again, this is just like a really big reaction. Like, what was she like in high school? Ask her. Talk to her. Like, have a conversation with her when, you know, this Tom Mulcahy stuff settles down. Like, he's going to get better. He's going to go away. Like, you're going to have time to go forward and get to know each other more. Like, I don't know why he had to go to Ben at his place of business and ask about Felicity. Like, is it that much of an emergency that you have to show up at somebody's work to ask them about someone that they didn't even know in high school? Like. <laughs> That's, I think it's a little bit of a over-the-top reaction again. I'm done. Yeah, but Noel is similar to Felicity in the way that she can't let things go and he can't let things go. So he wouldn't have been able to just sit tight for a while and wait for her. Like he he would make a scene and try and like figure things out. That's just how he is. I don't like it. And I don't like it when she does it either. Yeah, I, I took it more as he was just, yeah, I saw it as more he was just like trying to understand her because clearly she wasn't talking. Yeah, it's... You know, he is, he's hyphy. But go hang out by the mailboxes where all kids hang out. The mail room. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would just go hang out by the mailboxes and wait till Ben shows up because that's where everybody runs into everybody. He could have waited and just not like been like run up on somebody while they're at work. It's a good thing Javier is such a really chill boss. Otherwise, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do stuff like that. You can't just do that. Except for Adina and DeLuca. I mean, apparently. Julie came up to him. Julie went to him for at his place of work, too. They woman. always go to Dean and DeLuca to talk. That's, that's an actual established relationship. Noel and Ben barely get along with each other. They all do it. Yeah, they all do it. But not, I mean, like, that seemed a little bit more legit than like, oh, by the way, what was she like in high school? Even though I know that she didn't know you because everybody knows that she, like, watched you from afar. So clearly you didn't know each other. But I'm going to go ask you what she was like anyway. That's kind of funny. Okay. So back at the hospital, the fiance, who we find out her name is Rebecca. Rebecca and Felicity are waiting together to hear about what's going on with Todd in the operating room. And Rebecca says to Felicity that she knows all about her, that before Todd left, he told her what he was up to. And he said that he was going to resolve this Felicity thing once and for all. She tells her that Todd was depressed for six months or so. And after seeing Felicity at Christmas over winter break, it was like he woke up again. She said that she's like, I really should be mad, uh, you know, him following some other woman to New York. But then Rebecca said that if Todd is really hers, she realized all she could do was let him go, that he could have lied. Uh, he could have just taken off. But instead, he told her about Felicity. And she asks Felicity if she loves Todd. And Felicity's like, no, I do not. Like, I, I care about him. I appreciate him, but he's all he's all yours. <laughs> and Rebecca says that, yeah, he might be eccentric, but you'll never find a bigger heart. And I think that's cute because that same could be said about Felicity. Right. So then the doctors come out. They are ready to 
see her and, and talk to her about Todd. So she goes to talk to the doctors. Felicity watches on from the waiting room as the doctors talk to the fiance. And then she looks shocked. She starts crying. Then she hugs the doctor. And Felicity is kind of wondering, like, is this good or bad? Is this good or bad? What's going on? Right. And then Rebecca looks up and gives Felicity like two thumbs up. So everyone's relieved. It looks like Todd is going to make it. So the fiance, what do we think here? I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Todd was depressed for six months. And some he other woman Felicity. woke him up. Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding Ouch. me? Like, she should have dumped him right then. And he yeah, told her he wanted rough. to go kiss her, too. Like, okay, none of this is good. No. I'm sorry. None. I don't, and it's I don't not, know if I buy not. the whole, like, oh, if you love someone, let them go uh, and they'll come back to it. Like, to me, that's a test. That's like a game. Like, no, if you want to explore your feelings for her, fine, but we're done. Like, I'm not going to be engaged and marry someone who is thinking about another woman. Like, clearly, you're not committed. You're not in this. I don't know. I, that's, I just have so many issues with this whole thing. To be clear, I really don't think that Todd Mulcahy did anything awesome at all. And I could understand her wanting to marry somebody who is sure about what he wanted and not want to marry somebody who had this in the back of his mind for all time and like not really, really know if he just settled for me or, you know, because he couldn't like get the one that got away or like if he was really 100% invested. So I could understand a little bit from her perspective of like, okay, like it's better that he's sure, you know, if we're going to do this um, than end up getting married and then he's unhappy and then it's like it doesn't work out because she's apparently crazy about him so i guess she didn't want to do like go do your own thing we're done i guess she really really loves him true she was willing to take that chance i guess yeah whatever makes her happy apparently it's him <laughs> eccentric but big heart so then after this beautiful moment of todd pulling through Felicity goes back to McGrath's office and she tells him that now she remembers why she loves medicine. And she tells him that she wants to be in the seminar. She wants her name back on the list. She gets really frank with him. She says, look, it's ridiculous that I would have to commit to being a doctor to be in this seminar. She says that medicine isn't just about research or grades or making your parents happy. Being a doctor is about people. She tells him that she will commit 100% to the seminar, but she's like, yeah, I also want to be an artist, and I will have to make that decision someday, doctor or artist, but she says that she's happy that that day isn't today. So basically, she's like, look, why can't I have multiple interests, right? Like, and why do I have to say I'm going to be a doctor just to get into this seminar? So I think that's totally fair for her to say, and McGrath says that he'll consider it, take it under advisement, but... He's still on his way out. So still doesn't look great. Her chances don't look great here. Yeah, I totally get that you can have different different interests, especially freshman year of college when a lot of people don't even declare their major yet. Mm -hmm. But I feel like medicine is such a specific thing. Like you go into that knowing it's going to be mm -hmm. years and years of schooling and all that. It's not Big just family. like some maybe I'll be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most people who go into that are like, yes, this is what I want to do. So I feel like all the kids who didn't get into this seminar, I would be pissed if I knew she yes. took my spot. Like, you're, you might be an artist or am I? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Like, if it was between her and somebody else and somebody else was extremely, like, yes, a thousand percent, yes, I want to be a doctor. And she's just like, well, I may do that or I may not, but I don't have to decide today. I'd be really devastated if I was, if I comprehended that as the other person who got mm -hmm. squeezed out because she got taken and, you know, got that spot. That's mm -hmm. messy. 
So then at Carol's office, she Carol comes in and calls Julie into her office to talk. So they sit down together. Carol tells Julie that she got her tape and she listened to it. And Julie chimes in right away. She's like, I know it was stupid to take the job, uh, but, you know, she just wanted to see her. And she's like, I don't blame you if you hate me because, you know, I lied and I did all this stuff. But Carol's like, let me stop you right there. There's been a mistake. I am not your mother. She's like, I have never put a baby up for adoption. And Julie's just kind of in disbelief. She's like, I mean, look at me. Look at us. Like, we're a spitting image of each other, right? But Carol is adamant. And she said she's sorry, but she is not her mother. And Julie is visibly upset, of course. And she says she's really sorry that she took this internship for Carol to meet her. So she's going to tell the admin or her manager that she's not going to come back. So she gets up to walk out of Carol's office. And then Carol says, good luck, honey. And I just can't believe that Carol would do this at the office. Like if I got a tape like that from someone, like she's got to have her information somewhere where where she can call her and say, let's meet somewhere else. Like I just, I don't think I would do that kind of a conversation in the office because you are the adult and you should know, but I don't know. I just feel like Carol should have been a little bit more sensitive. Yeah, but if she was like trying to put out this image of I'm not your mother, like she would probably just want to like it. get it out there as soon as possible and like not make it meaningful. So doing it there actually kind of makes sense because she's speaking to Julie more as like an employee versus, you know, potential child's daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, breaking yeah. up with somebody in public so they don't make a scene. This <laughs> is like do it at the workplace. Like, let's keep it like really sterile and <laughs> no drama, no fuss. But yeah. Also, random thing I keep noticing, and this has nothing to do with the emotions of the scene at all, but Julie always wears like these earrings that are like amber or like ruby colored and the light shines through them all the time. Do you guys notice this? No. Okay. I don't know why I've noticed it, but her earrings are always so beautiful because of the lighting. I noticed a lot of the like dangly earrings, but I didn't notice the color. Yeah. I'm crushed that I didn't notice that. Anyway, it's just... Go back and watch it. There's a couple scenes in previous episodes where she's wearing earrings like that, where the light goes like goes right through them. They're so glowy. It's pretty. I will say her whole outfit in that scene was really cute and colorful. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. pretty. She had like cute tights on with a pattern dress. I don't know. Well, back at the hospital, Rebecca and Felicity are helping to wheel Todd out. I guess he's getting discharged already, which is kind of shocking to me, but they're heading home and they've got a van, so they're getting him loaded up. Rebecca goes to put, you know, all of his stuff in the trunk, so Felicity and Todd are left together alone. And Felicity says, sorry, but Todd's like, I'm not. I needed this push to get back on track. And Felicity said the same went for her. Todd then asks her about the seminar, like, how did the seminar thing go? And Felicity's like, oh, it probably won't work out. Again, I'm like, wait, why do you care about the seminar, Todd? I thought you wanted her to be an artist. So I was just really confused. Like, why do you like is does he hope she doesn't get the seminar because he doesn't think she should be a doctor? I was really confused by that. Because it was important to her, like important enough for some amount of time. So it's just like a polite thing to be like, oh, how did that go? Because she was trying to be invested in it and. He doesn't necessarily uh, know the depths of how deeply she got into the art overnight because I don't know that they didn't have that conversation because he flatlined and stuff. So I doesn't know. Mm. So for all he knows, she's still interested in medicine. Then on their way out, 
Todd says to Felicity that he thinks that that kiss was pretty damn good. And then Felicity's like, okay, go home. Bye. And again, I'm left like, what the fuck? Because he's like, oh, we'll know and we'll run off together or there'll be nothing there. And then I can go home and do it. So like to me, this is him Mm -hmm. saying like, no, this was good. And maybe he doesn't want to go back with Rebecca. I don't know. I was really confused. And Felicity's like, nope, get out of here. Go away. Because she's like, you know, I guess she's still into Noel and not Todd. Uh, I don't know. I was confused by Todd's little goodbye there. Yeah. I wouldn't even remember. He like flatlined as it was happening. Like, don't think. I thought maybe he was teasing So elect heart stopped. Oh, okay. I wish they would have said like. Oh, that was a damn good kiss. It was heart stopping. Ha ha ha. Like made a pun out of it. I thought he was just kind of teasing her, but it would have been that was a missed opportunity. That is like, something that Todd a- would say. I know. That's why I was so disappointed that he did not That would have made it okay to say. <laughs> Otherwise, it is kind of kind of weird. Yeah. Instead of just saying like, "Well, I'm glad we, you know, we closed that door." Like it was where like that kiss was pretty damn good. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely an obvious joke that could have been made there about stopping his heart or it was so electric my heart stopped i don't know then we go back to mcgrath's office felicity's back now she wants to apologize to mcgrath for talking to him the way that she did the other day which reminds me of the garibay situation from a few like Mm -hmm. one of the first episodes where she just like keeps going back to the professor like are we cool are we this or that so now she's back to mcgrath and she apologizes but then she says that she just saw a doctor save someone's life and Again, like that, that reminded her why she wanted to get into medicine. But this time, McGrath holds up a piece of paper to give to her. And he's like, I can either give this to you now or mail it and you'll get it later. And she grabs the letter and he says that the seminar begins on Thursday. So she's in. She made it. Somehow she made it. Even though, yeah, she still seems pretty (laughs) wishy-washy. Then we go back to the dorm in the lounge. Richard is putting up some flyers. He's selling his satellite dish. Noel comes up to him and is asking what's going on. Richard's like, oh, I also closed down my hand modeling agency. He's selling his satellite dish. So basically, he thinks because Noel and Felicity are maybe breaking up, he's got to, you know, get rid of all of his, his side hustles now. So Felicity... Also then comes back in and wants to talk to Noel. Noel says, hey, before you say anything, I took your sketch. I scanned it into my computer, like used Photoshop to, I don't know, set things up for her. So now she can use his computer for anything, anytime you want to sketch something. So I guess that's his olive branch of being like, hey, you know, I really do want to support what you're doing and your art. And you're welcome to use my computer for any time. So she's about to kiss him, but then he's like, wait, wait a second. Is Richard looking? So he peeks. He is, he's like, do I continue to put up this sign to sell my satellite dish? Do I take it down? Like, what are we doing here? So she tells Noel, yeah, he's looking. So Noel says, all right, I'm going to yell at you. Just go with it. So he yells at her and pretends. And Richard's like, oh, man, he take, you know, he puts up his sign and he walks away. So he thinks that they're breaking up. So Richard leaves and then Noel and Felicity do get to kiss. I thought he did a really good job with the whole scanning the thing and being like, hey, it's amazing. You can do this new medium, basically. And I thought that was Mm -hmm. really, really, really nice. I wish he didn't have to go so high to come back down to earth. You know, like the ups and the downs with him, with his uh, reactions is a little bit much. But when he's normal, he's really, really good. Just wish he didn't have these really big spikes and Mm -hmm. reactivity to things because he could be really solid. I just I don't like those 
really, really, really big reactions he has sometimes. And then we get Sally's tape back to Felicity. And Sally tells Felicity that she's glad that she got the seminar, both her and Elena. So we see Elena also get her letter that she's been accepted in the seminar, of course, because Elena's like top of the class better than Felicity. So of course, Elena got in. But Sally says, but mostly I'm happy you remembered you're an artist. Said, it's funny. I've been thinking about what you said, how one day you'll have to figure out what you are. But then I look at myself. I'm almost 34 and I'm still trying to figure out who I am. And that is my angsty away message of the week, Um, mostly because I now realize that we're older than Sally, which is quite a bit depressing. (laughs) So, you know, we see that Felicity is now in Noel's room and she's sketching on his beautiful Mac. And so then Sally says, so maybe that search isn't just something that happens in college. It's a search that continues the rest of our lives, which is true. I think that's very true. Yeah. Going into adulthood, for sure, in college, you're figuring yourself out, but it never stops. No. (laughs) Identities identities constantly change. Your interests, your connections to people, it's ever-changing. And that's awesome. That's great. Always growing. Always changing. I love that. Yeah. It probably just happens a a lot more in college because it's like a pressure cooker. It's like the first time you're out Mm -hmm. on your own, you're in the dorms with all these new people, and you're kind of forced to... To figure yourself out a little bit more, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a journey, that's for sure. <laughs> and who you are changes over time too, so you're always figuring out the new you. So the the hay counter this week was only eight hays, which might be a low. Um, and I think probably it's because one of the characters was probably in a coma or something, like yeah. <laughs> had surgery. There was a lot of self reflection from Felicity, a lot of her just painting and thinking and. So there wasn't as much conversation this time around. So, yeah, kind of a low this week for our hay counter. But I'm obviously glad Todd Mulcahy is gone now. He went back to Ohio and we can focus on the rest of the gang. We made it through it. Good job. I don't know that I feel any differently about it after discussing it with you all, but... um, Yeah, it makes it more fun to get through, that's for sure. Well, thank you all again for joining us this week. Find us on social. Let us know what you think. Join our Discord. Free to join. Open for anyone who wants to continue the conversation about these episodes and anything else tangentially related to Felicity. We love to hear from you all and love to keep chatting. So we will see you all again next week. Bye. Bye. Felicity Was Here is produced, written, and edited by Heather, Melissa, and Dr. Joe. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Felicity Was Here Pod. If you're enjoying the pod, please leave us a review and help us spread the word. We appreciate you and would love to hear from Felicity superfans like us. So send us your feedback, ask us your burning questions, or just say hey at felicitywashearpod at gmail.com. We may even read your note in a future episode. Talk to you all next week. <laughs>